Welcome to the Wake Up Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. Listen, these podcasts are best listened to in the morning because we are waking up not only our bodies from sleeping, but we're waking up our minds. We're waking up our focus. We're waking up our calling and we are following the breadcrumbs that God has left for us throughout the day over our life to tell us exactly what to do next. So stop saying that you don't know what to do. Stop feeling overwhelmed. Stop living in the valley and start walking into your calling. So I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the show. So good. But if you don't know the Bible at all, The Chosen is amazing to watch. If you do know the Bible a little bit, it's amazing to watch because you're like, oh, yes. Like I heard of her, like the very first episode is about Mary Magdalene. And I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard of her in the Bible, but I didn't, I didn't like really know. And then when Jesus shows up, I like, oh my gosh, I literally start bawling. She's like grabbing for a drink and in this bar. And he like puts his hand on top of hers and she like looks and I knew it was Jesus right away. I was like, oh, it's Jesus. Like, I just knew I could tell how she, how he looked and she's like, don't touch me. And he's like, that's not for you. And I just like started bawling. I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, and then he follows her out and she's demon possessed and no person can heal her. And all of these rabbis keep going to try to heal her. And the head rabbi is like, this is a case for for God, this, there is no man that can do this. And then he hears that she's been redeemed and rescued. And he goes there and he talks to her and she's like, I don't know, some man, some man touched me. He called me by name. He, he told me that I was his. And the guy's like, what was his name? And he's like, she's like, I don't know his name, but he said that no man, um, it is not man's time to know that I am here. And that was it. And so the rabbis are like, oh my gosh, Jesus is here. And I was just thinking like how, like the more that I learn about the Bible and what God says, and good morning, everyone else, by the way, who got on. <laughs> good morning, Tracy. Good morning, Terry. I didn't officially say good morning yet. But I... I just feel like the more I learn about God and the Bible and how things are supposed to be, the less crazy I feel. Like I thought, I felt really crazy in the beginning when I didn't know anything, like just so crazy. Like I felt like I was hearing voices. I'm like, am I losing my mind? Is this what crazy people do? Like they do drastic, crazy things, like just quit their job or just, you know, up and move or drop out of college. Like there's this drastic thing that people do and the world thinks you're crazy and you might've done it for a different reason other than God. But I just feel like it's, it was so crazy to me while I was making this transformation and change. And I was feeling so awful. I'm like, why do I feel so awful? And it's all right there in black and white. It's all right there in the Bible. If you do this, this is how you're going to feel. If you do this, this is how you're going to feel. If you spend time with God, this is what you'll get. If you focus on this, this is what you'll get. It is literally like black and white. And good morning, Jeanette. I'm so glad you're here. Jeanette is a good, good friend who hasn't been on live with us in a while. So glad you're here, babe. Um, but we don't really have to guess. Like if you feel bad, 
it's because you're doing it wrong. If you feel crazy, it's because you're not connected to your creator who has told you who you are, who has told you what to do. Like, it's really not that crazy at all. Oh, Terry said, I just started listening to Priscilla Shire's discerning the voice of God. Yes. Amazing. Good one. Priscilla Shire is also the person who taught me how to pray. Um, her book, Fervent Prayer, it, or no, it's just called Fervent. And it's amazing. And it has taught me how to pray. It's taught me how to um, pray over the most important areas of my life. And her books are so good. The voice of God. I have not heard that, read that one yet, but I have heard amazing things from that. I love Priscilla Shire. She is such a gift. She has such a blessing. And what if a Priscilla Shire didn't think that she was special? What if she thought she was crazy? What if she didn't listen to what God said about her? What if she, she didn't do that? she wouldn't have impacted and changed all the lives that she has changed. And I think that that's the beauty that I'm starting to see is yes, I work surrounded by people in the Valley. That is my brand. I search for you. I look for you like woman of the Valley who feels lost, defeated, overwhelmed, burnt out, cannot do this anymore. You're ready to end it all. You just cannot even be here. You're coping, you're stressing, you're disconnected from God, you're busy, you're distracted. You feel more disconnected than you've ever felt in a world that claims it's more connected than it's ever been. In The Chosen, the one rabbi says to Nicodemus, who's another rabbi, he says, um, as soon as you investigate this, I'm going to write a letter and send it to Jerusalem. And I was just thinking how crazy that back then you had to write a letter and then send it for even word to spread because there was no cell phones. There was no phones. There was no pay phones. There was no internet. Like think of a world like that. That is just so crazy. And in a world right now where we're so connected, I mean, you could literally post, you could see Jesus at this bar. Nowadays, I was thinking Jesus walks into the bar, puts his hand on someone's hand, says, this is not for you and redeems them of their demons and their darkness right there on the spot. You know, someone's Facebook live, Instagram live, there's Snapchats of it. It's now on CNN. It's on Fox news. It's on all these people are talking about it, claiming it's real, claiming it's fake looking at, I mean, you can't do anything now without it being seen and how crazy that we're claiming to be more connected but I feel like the more fake connections that we receive, the more it dulls our real connections in our life. Because if you think about your days, like truly think, about, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I have all these things that I want to do, uh, these things that I want to create. I'm creating a free offer right now for people to uh, just opt in. It's completely free. It's three things to do right now to make you feel better. And I know that it's going to work because they're my three things that I've talked about forever. And I have used it as the basic basis of my teachings, other than the Bible, to get people's lives back on track. These three things. I want to do that. I need time to do that. I feel like God has told me to do that. And I've written it down a million times in a million places, but I just haven't had time to do it. And then the other thing I want time, more time for is to continue writing my book. I need more time for that. I also just bought the Priscilla Shire defined study um, for kids and I'm doing it with my daughter. And so I want more time 
to do that with her. And I've been teaching her how I, it's been so fun. If you've never taught your kids, if you've never taught yourself, you're like, I don't even know how to do a Bible study. I don't even know where I would even begin. Uh, start learning, just learn by doing, jump in and then teach the people around you how you do it. Because that's how you start generational blessings. It doesn't matter what happened from here and all the way before now. You are here today and God says that every morning is new with me. My daily bread. I will give you enough bread for the day. Don't look back. Don't look forward. If you're looking back, it's Satan trying to slow you down. It's Satan trying to trick you and tell you you're not enough. You're, you messed up. It's too late. You're, you're not. It's not too late. I don't care if your kids are 40 years old. I don't care if you're 85 and you're like, it's too late. No, it is not. It is not too late. You can literally start today right now and say, I am going to do things differently starting today. And it's been so cool to be able to teach my kids these things that I'm learning because I, um, a place that you can start is you can just literally go on. I love lifeway.com. There's a lot of really great people, a part of that website. So lifeway.com, just look at their studies, click on studies, click on online studies. You can get a little workbook for like 15 bucks sent to your house. And it'll literally tell you day one and you just read it. It'll say, read Luke chapter two, verses one through five. And then it'll say, what did God say about this? What it's like, literally like you're back in eighth grade. <laughs> like it's like right there, like in a workbook. But what's so cool is by even just doing like 15 minutes, 10 minutes of this, you will notice that your life is changing. You will notice that you're, you're feeling better throughout your day. You will notice that you feel more clarity. You feel less overwhelmed. And all of these little things that you're learning are just little like seeds, but they start to really pile up fast. And then you're like, oh yeah, I remember hearing about that because that's how you learn. That's how you learn about anything. You have to start somewhere. It's, it's so overwhelming to think like there is so much that I don't know. I, rem I, I literally just felt like that last week and God gave me this word and was like, you don't need to know all of that. You just need to know today. I just need you to scoop forward one scoop today, just one little scoop. You don't have to jump. You don't have to get up and run. I just need you to like, boop, like just a little bit, just scoot a little bit. And all those little scoots will add up and you will notice that things are changing. There's this girl that I follow on TikTok who is teaching herself how to roller skate and she showed videos every day. And then at the end, she time-lapsed them all. So it was fast and took cuts of all of them. So you could see the progression while she was posting it. It was really bad. <laughs> like I was like, this is like real bad. Like she could barely even stand and her bio, she said, I am going to learn to roller skate. Consistency is key. And so every day she would post this. And then I, I did not see her at first. The first video that I ever saw was the time-lapse video of it all connected together. And then I went and looked at her page and started looking at what she was doing and was just blown away. And so her roller skating day by day really sucked but her time-lapse was amazing. The girl could like do the cross thing with her feet and like go backwards. And she was on one, she was going down the streets in like San Francisco or something like that, literally like spinning and 
it was so cool. And then I originally clicked on it because I was like, I wish I could roller skate like that. Because the first clip, the first like five seconds was the professional one through San Francisco. And then it was like, it wasn't always this way. And then it like showed. And so it inspired me because I'm like, I wish I could do that. And then when I saw the hard work she had to do, I was like, oh, 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 okay. Never mind. (laughs) Oh, never mind. I just like wish I was gifted at roller skating and I could just do that, I guess. Because when you see the backstory to someone and you realize one, you could do it too, if you wanted to do it bad enough. And I think that those are the things that people either they, they don't believe that they could do it. They don't have that belief yet. So they don't ever go try to do it because you don't think that you're ever going to be able to. But once you do believe where you're like, yeah, I could do that. Then you have to ask yourself, is this really what I want? Like I could become a professional roller skater uh, for sure. Like I know that I could eventually I would be good, but is that really what I want to do? Like you could get a promotion at your job and you could be making pretty decent money, but is that really what you want to do? Like you could move into a new house. Is that really what you want to do right now? I think we have to stop thinking of all these things that we could do and what we want to do. It's different because you could do a lot of things. What do you want? There was that, that real audio that went around that was like, what do you want? She's like, I don't know. It's not that simple. Like, what do you want? Tell me. And I just relate to that so much because my husband asked me that question when I was on my bed, terrible depression, crying and telling him I can't do this anymore. He just kept saying, what do you want? And I'm like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I just want to feel better. I just want to feel better. That is literally all I want. I just want to feel better. And then I realized if I want to feel better, am I doing the actions throughout the day that are going to make me feel better? Because God says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I feel like I just want to wrap Tupac. <laughs> Take a look at my, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I can't even say that scripture ever without thinking of him. And I try to like say it without the rap tone, like super just like white and average (laughs) since I'm reading the scripture. But he says, as I walk, as I walk through the valley, we have to walk through the valley. Walking means you're taking actions. You walk. I will fear no evil. And I will not fail. I won't as long as I keep walking. If I stop walking, I'm not going to be able to go through it. So you might be praying, Lord, deliver me from this. Help me, help me, help me. I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. But yet your actions that you're choosing to do every single day are literally a formula for what you're receiving. You are receiving what you are doing. You are where you are because it's where you are. There is nowhere else that you're supposed to be. God wants you right here, right now, in this struggle, in this problem, in this mess, in this tension, in this confusion. He wants you there because when you're there, it's when our pride breaks. It's when our egos go down. It's when we finally stop acting like we can do it all and we're so amazing and so great 
I don't know why we always act like that. Like it's a badge of, I'm like, no, I, I am really good. I can, I can do this. I have really good self power and will and all these things, but no, like my, my actions over my 32 years of life have proven that I am really not good at steering the ship. Like if it was up to me without God, we would have crashed by now. The ship would have been at the graveyard being sold for parts. Like I would no longer be the captain of the ship. I would be sunk in the ocean somewhere. So I think that when you finally are like, I cannot do this by myself and you need God to do it for you. I know that that's when it changes, but you have to do the actions throughout the day. So that's why I love the little assignment that you can do. And I do this very often where I will do, when I'm feeling overwhelmed, when I'm feeling like I have a million things to do and I don't even know where to start and I need to do something, but I feel like doing nothing, but I don't feel like doing nothing. I need to do something. And I'm just kind of stuck in this blah grossness. I hate when I feel like that. What I do is I set a timer for 10 minutes and I close my eyes and I sit by myself. So I'm either here or I'm in my room, or sometimes I go in the bathroom. Sometimes I tell my kids I'm taking a shower and I'm not actually taking a shower. Big, like, I'm taking a shower, so don't come in. And I turn the water on and I pretend like I'm showering I'm not, and I'm not. <laughs> and so I will sit there in silence because I need people to leave me alone. And for 10 minutes, I will sit there quiet and I will just say, God, what do I need to do next in order to feel better? What is the next thing? And I will sit there silent until I hear something and you're not going to hear it out loud. It's not going to be like, Caitlin, (laughs) you know, you won't hear that. It'll be like your own voice in your head, but not your own thought. It's an, an inner wisdom that just comes over you and just tells you in your, in your conscious mind, it will tell you something and it might tell you all kinds of things. It might give you a list because sometimes I will just start writing and it is coming out fast. Like I did this last week and every single thing on the list was a, was like a self-care, um, restoration type of thing. It, I literally started listing. I was like, take a bath, journal, go for a walk, call a friend, take a nap, eat something healthy, make a dessert. Cause I love to bake. It was just all these things that were like soul reviving. And I'm like, okay, but okay. Pause. I have a lot of stuff to do. So I think you misunderstood when I asked the question. I need to know what to do now to feel better because feeling better means making more money is what I thought. So I'm like, no, 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 no. We don't have time for this because we got to do this. There's only X amount of days left in the month. I got to do this because I need to make money. I need to rank up or I need, I need this sale to come through or I just launched this course and I need more sales. We think that it's something different that will make us feel better. God knows what will make us feel better. And it's usually eliminating distractions and doing things that are going to fill your soul. And that's why I'm creating the three things to do right now to feel better, because you have, you have to be able to know those things to stop and say, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Sometimes the things on your list will be like, Record videos for your course, write your book, balance your bank account. Um, You know, there are all kinds of stuff that will pop up, but stop saying you don't know what to do 
because you might not know what to do, but God does know what to do. God already knows the next steps. He's not like, oh, oh crap. She didn't hit that sales goal. Oh my gosh. Now what are we going to do? Like he already knows. He already knows what's going to happen. He already knows what's good for you. So if you don't ever even stop to ask, what do I want? Maybe you are in a place where you are not meant to be. And that is why you're not succeeding. And that is why you're not feeling good. And that's why things aren't coming together for you. And that's why you're not receiving blessings on blessings on blessings because you're not in the right spot. But God gave us free will. We have free will. We are able to do what we want and he is patient and he lets us screw up. He lets us be in the wrong place. He lets us take way too long to get to where we need to be. But it starts with knowing and having that self-awareness of what do I want? What does God want? If you're willing to put in the work to get what it is, are you, do you want to put in the work to do that? You might keep saying, oh, I wish I was, I wish I was 10 pounds lighter. Wish I could just lose these 10 pounds. Wish I could just lose these 30 pounds, man. That would be great. Do you really want to do that? Like really? Or is it just because you're comparing yourself to other people? Is it just because the world says you should be a size four and you're a size 10? I mean, honestly, like, are you happy with how you are? Are you, are you happy in your life? That's what I had to keep asking myself because I feel like this, this constant need for body image and vanity and to be better and to be hotter and thinner and tanner and all these things like that are constantly in our face on social media and in the world. But do I really care? Like, I really was like, I shouldn't be eating this. I really, I really need to lose 15 pounds. I really shouldn't be eating this. And I had guilt and I had shame and I would shame myself when I ate and I would feel so weak and I would feel like, oh, here we go again. And I said, I would go to the gym today and now I'm not going to the gym and I would beat myself up and I would feel like a failure and I would be mad at myself, which is hating yourself, which is telling yourself you don't trust yourself, which is telling yourself the next time that God tries to talk through me, I'm tuning you out because everything that you do is stupid and I hate everything about myself. All of that is literally stemmed from comparison. My husband loves my body. I love my body. Who the heck cares? Who else doesn't? I love how I look. My husband loves how I look. And that is literally all that matters. Am I a size three, four, five, six, seven, eight? No, I'm not. I do not care. And it took me a really long time to get to that place to think like, do I really want to do that? Because we all could lose 15 pounds. We know how to lose 15 pounds. I mean, I guess unless you're super underweight right now, you probably couldn't lose 15 pounds, but we all know how to lose 15 pounds. If I said, I'll give you a million dollars if you lose 15 pounds over the next three months, you all would do it. You could lose the weight. It's not, could we, or do we know how it's, do we want to? And it's the exact same thing when it comes to being sick mentally sick, spiritually sick, medically sick. I, when I was at my lowest point, I heard, I don't even remember where I heard it, but I heard it somewhere. And I texted a friend of mine who was more spiritually mature than I was. I heard this thing that said healing is possible. It basically said like healing is possible with God, no matter what. 
you can be healed. You can be restored. You will be. It is 100% possible if you believe it. And I was like, so I was at my lowest point feeling like a crazy person. Okay. God was screaming at me at this point, like stop, drop and roll. And I was just running and he, and I was on fire and I was screaming that I was on fire and I was in pain and I was yelling for help. And he was just saying, stop, drop and roll. What are you doing? Stop running. And I remember feeling crazy and feeling so terrible. And when I heard that, I was like, lies. There is no way that that is true. I feel terrible. There, I'm going to be like this forever. There's no hope for me. There's no healing for me. And I texted my friend and I said, you know, I heard this thing. Do you believe this to be true? And she said, 100%, but you have to want it. And I was thinking like, you have to want it. And I still have the text to this day because I go back and I look at them because I knew that when I texted her, I knew it was God. I had this like this weird feeling <laughs> sometimes the feeling that I have with the Holy spirit, it's kind of like a high. It really is like, it's, it's the same feeling, but it's, it's I don't want to compare the Holy spirit to this. Cause it's so not this, but like when I drink too much coffee in the morning and I'm just like wired and I'm like kind of shaky and I feel like all like swirly inside. Like I just feel like all over the place and like light and that's exactly how I feel when the Holy Spirit is trying to get my attention and talk to me, but it's like massive clarity and it's stillness. And it's like that times a million, but I actually feel like a little bit high, like high on life. Like, you know, when you're in a super good mood, we're all going to experience this very soon here. Maybe some of you already are who are very lucky and live in the South, but for us people in Michigan and in the North, okay, it's been really tough. Maybe you're in Canada, so it's even tougher. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's so it's April 8th. And I heard my sister told me this yesterday. She said, do you know that on Tuesday it's supposed to be 70 degrees and sunny? And I was like, no way. Show me. I don't believe you. And she showed me. And I'm like, oh, man. And I just knew that Tuesday was going to be a good day. I just knew it. I was like, oh, what am I doing Tuesday? Because right now in Michigan, it's like 35, 40. When it's 45, I'm like, guys, it's 45. We can go outside with no coats on. Like we're like out there, like it's 80 <laughs> for some of you, but it is like so exciting to think about that. It's going to be sunny. I'm going to list, I'm going to get in my car. I'm going to roll the windows down, open my sunroof, put my sunglasses on, listen to my favorite music just blare it, driving around. I know I'm going to feel good. I'm going to be productive. I'm going to get a bunch of stuff done. I'm, it's probably not going to be a bad day for me. Now, could it be? Of course, you know, bad day can come at any time, but, but I believe that it's going to be a good day and I'm excited and I'm looking forward to it with anticipation. And I know that it's coming and that good energy, that good mood feeling is good energy. It's the energy that you'll start to receive more and more. The more that you walk with Christ, the more that you co-create your life with God, the more you are in a devotional, the more you read your Bible, the more you watch a sermon, you're around other people. The more you do that, the more this feeling is going to grow. So yes, it seems overwhelming. Like there's so much to learn. There's so much to do. I don't even know what to do. God is just saying, do the next thing. 
and stay connected in me. And that is what he's saying. And you will have this feeling. Not only will you feel this feeling more often, but people will start to notice it in you. People will be like, you've changed. You just seem different. You just seem like really happy. Like after I quit my industry and what I was doing, and I finally submitted to God and was obedient to him. And this isn't, I just, I need to like, just say this for whoever needs to hear this, because I get this message sometimes, or this comment on some of my posts. And I just want everyone to know that I am not 100% against all network marketing careers. Okay. I just need to like put that out there because so many people are like, oh, well, God told you to quit. Should I quit? (laughs) Did God tell you to quit? Like, I don't know what God's telling you to do. Like whatever convicts you convicts you. And just because I believe that that industry was extremely toxic for me, doesn't mean that it's toxic for everyone. So I just need to say that because I know some of you are in companies and you're with companies. I don't ever want you to think that I look down on you or you're embarrassed about what you're doing because I think that it's incredible. And if you do it the right way and you feel like God's leading you there and you're co-creating your life with God and you're not falling into the hustle and the pressure and the stress and the, and the schemes and the gimmicks and the buy up and you can do this and you'll be cool. If you don't fall into all that and you're with a good crowd, then go you. I hope that you're massively successful because I have seen a lot of amazing things happen from that. But when I left and finally walked in my calling, so many people were messaging me. They still, to this day, reply to my stories, comment on my stuff and say, oh my gosh, you're like glowing. You just look so happy. You, you just seem so different. And it's because it's the Holy Spirit. I literally say that. I'm like, thanks. It's the Holy Spirit like glowing through me. It's not me. It is not what I want to do. My flesh wakes up in a bad mood and I'm irritated and I'm not a people person. That is like naturally who I am. I'm a pessimist. I'm the glass is half full. This isn't going to work. Let's stress out, light ourselves on fire and run in circles yelling for help. That is who I am, but God has changed me and has helped me to do that. And that's why I cannot stop talking about it because I have experienced this. This isn't something that I read in a book. This isn't something that someone on stage told me. This isn't something a mentor taught me and groomed me into from when I was little. I wasn't raised like this. This isn't, this isn't how I was supposed to be in my own mind. Like this is, I was on a different path and when God wants you, he stops you, he turns you around and you're different. And I made a post on Instagram this morning that, um, basically says that like I was this way. And then all of a sudden I was the other way. And I started hearing other people say that too. I just spoke to, um, for those of you, I have like a huge praise report for those of you who have followed me for a while and you know my abandonment and issues with my biological father. Um, so he was in and out of my life for a few years and then was completely out for a long time and then came back and then left and then came back and then left and then came back. And then <laughs> so it really messed me up growing up. Um, it was really tough for me. I had to overcome a lot. He lives like in my town and has two other daughters and he's this amazing dad to them. And I was bitter and I had so much resentment and anger. And a year and a half ago, God told me to go restore that relationship. And I did not want to do that. Like, absolutely not. 
I hated this man. I had told him off one time, told him every single thing about him, ripped him apart. I was over it. I'm like, absolutely not. I do not need him in my life. And I was so closed off and I wanted to rank up in my company. And I knew that this was holding me back. I knew my heart issue was holding me back from more abundance. As I started learning about God and um, manifestation through the Holy Spirit and co-creating my life. And as I started to learn all this, I just knew that any kind of anger, resentment, trauma, abuse, if you think about someone and you have that feeling, you could almost cry thinking about them or an experience or maybe a job or an old boss or something that happened and you have this in you, this is holding you back. Your heart issue is holding you back. And we don't want to forgive people. We don't want to move on. We don't want it. They, they need justice. You've done me wrong. A justice will be served. You're going to get what you deserve. We want to cast judgment. And trust me, I do too. The book, The Bait of Satan, really helped me to change my mind on that. The, uh, the Bait of Satan is being offended. And the book is phenomenal. And I didn't even think I had a problem with being offended. But after I was started listening, like the first chapter, I was like, oh, this is for me. And he outlines and describes how being offended is really very unhealthy and unbiblical. And it's blocking you from the blessings in your life. That's why it says like, if you know, you're, you're mad, it's like, it's just hurting you. It's not hurting me. If you're mad at me, that's not hurting me. That's on you. It's holding you back. It's creating this in you. And so I started going to therapy and I told the therapist, I am here because I need to heal this wound with my dad. That is why I'm here. I, I didn't even call him my dad. I, I called him by his first name. And I'm like, I'm, this is what I'm here for. Never called him dad, by the way. And besides when I was super little. Um, but then I would even think about meeting up with him and I would start bawling. And I'm like, I can't, I can. And my therapist would be like, why are you crying? I'm like, because the thought of even having to go there, like, I know that this therapy is going to end in that. And so I don't even want to come here. And I try to cancel my appointments because I know that at the end of this path, he's standing there and I have to confront him and I don't want to do that. And so I just kept showing up and showing up and showing up and showing up. And eventually one day without even planning it with my therapist, without even planning it in my schedule, without even thinking about it, I texted him and said, hi, it's Taryn. I would like to get together. And it literally came out of me. Like I grabbed, I was sitting right here. I was doing something else. I grabbed my phone. I typed it out and I sent it. It was like, I wasn't even in control of my own body. And then I was like, oh my gosh, like, what did I just do? I cannot believe it. I'm like, then I'm checking, like, is he going to text me back? Like abandonment flashbacks, you know, like maybe he, maybe he blocked me. Maybe this isn't his number. Maybe he doesn't want to get together with me. And then he was like, I would love to. And then before I could even go and see my therapist again, we had already planned on meeting. And when I drove to his house, I had no stress. I had no worry. I had no fear. I had no anger. I had no resentment. I had no bitterness. I was excited. I literally was looking forward to the Wednesday that I was going to his house and seeing him. When I went there, it was the most amazing thing. I knew that God wanted me there. I cried the whole way home because I knew how much God wanted me in his life because of where he was. And, and I have figured out 
how to be happy and how to live my life for God and to be abundant and love what I do and literally wake up. And the first thing I think of is thank you, God, for another day. I can't wait to serve you. I used to wake up and think, what time is it? I didn't get enough sleep. And then look and be like, here we go. Get out of bed. Like, let's see, we can do this. Hurry up and go make a pot of coffee. And I would just try to get going. And I'm not saying every day is easy for me to wake up. Obviously, there's still days where I'm tired when I binge watch The Chosen and I'm up until two in the morning. Like, yes, we are, you know, we still, it's not like we're, we're, not human. And we have the, these superpower strength where we're never tired or anything. Cause you know, we're humans and we have emotions and needs and, um, all of these things, but it's really just, it's really so crazy when you take the action steps that you hear God telling you, and then you can see it all unfolding in front of you. And so I saw it start unfolding in front of me and there was validation to this urgency in my heart to restore the relationship with my dad. I now saw God wanted me there. I experienced how I felt when I was connecting with him and I didn't cry one single time when I was there with him and he bawled like a baby the whole time. And I, I forgave him. I told him he, he, this whole time I was like, how dare he do this to me? I can't believe it. I'm the daughter. I'm abandoned. I had no idea that he was 10 times more wrecked than I was because now he has the guilt of what did I do? Why didn't I try harder? Why was I there? Why was I not there? Did I do the right thing? Should, did I do the, should I have let you go? Should I have done this? Should I have And he's for all these years, for 32 years, has literally beat himself up so much about it. It's made him literally sick. And when I went there and released him, I'm like, you, I forgive you. God forgives you. You are released. You did the best you could with what you had. You were like 16 when you, when you had me, you were a baby yourself. Like you came from your own brokenness. You came from your own trauma. You came from your own abuse all these demons that he was born into a generational sin. Like I saw finally, like he's human and he only did the best he could with what he had. And so that was, that was probably six months, six ish months ago. It was probably like six months ago, last summer, probably is when I restored this and went to his house. We've kept a relationship since. And Um, his dad just passed away a couple of weeks ago. So my grandfather, and it really was like the tipping point for him in his life. And he finally realized that he needed more help and he went away for a while and got his head right and, um, focused on him, which let me just tell you is the most selfless thing that you can do. I know that you probably feel like it's really selfish to work on you. Um, Like you feel like it's selfish to even like, let's just say, go to yoga or maybe go to the gym. I I don't work out anymore to look good. I work out to feel good and I work out to live longer because I know that studies show that if you move your body for 30 minutes a day, you will add minutes onto your life. And I want to be here as long as I can to fight off the devil from my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren. And who knows, maybe I die today and that's okay too, because it's God's timing, but I want to live as long as I can. 
because these people in my life who don't take care of themselves and then die, I'm angry with because now we're left without you because you didn't care because you drank too much because you ate like crap because you didn't move. Like I want to live long. So now I work out and I move my body for longevity and to feel good. But I know that it might feel selfish to like not spend time with your kids, not help your kids with their homework, not drive your kids places, uh, you know, not spend time with them and you're somewhere else. Maybe you're, maybe you're at the park by yourself reading a book and you feel like it's selfish because your kids would love to be at the park. But let me just tell you that it is selfless to spend time with God working on yourself. Because the world says it's self-care. It's really not self-care. It's really God care. It's really soul care. And that's why I loved what Terry sent me and the bookmark. Oh, I'm like, where did it go? The bookmark and our podcast last episode, which was called soul care, because it's really not self-care. I mean, we can't take care of ourselves. We've proven that. We can't. The way that we treat ourselves you might be, you might've been able to keep yourself alive. Maybe if it was just up to me, I would totally be dead. 100%. I know that there, I could tell you at least 20 stories where I should have died. And the only reason why I was safe and alive is because it had to be a higher power. Like for sure, the people I was with, the things I was doing, the drugs I was using, I know that that's where I would be. And so I have proven that I can't even keep myself alive without God. And so it's not self-care. I don't want self-care. I also don't want self-help because I have a bookshelf filled with self-help books. I have a stack over here of all the books I'm getting rid of where I'm like, I don't even want that in my library. I don't even want to look at that title anymore. Like some of the titles that I, um, where did those books just go? Oh, they're back there. They're facing the other way. Um, some of the books are like, like I have the books, um, the 10 X rule, the 10 X rule, which teaches you, which Grant Cardone is a multi-billionaire or millionaire, hundred millionaire. I don't even know what he has. He has a ton of money. He has all kinds of stuff. And he runs these huge conferences and expos called the 10 X. And there has been a lot of people that have made more money by applying his 10X method. I used to teach his 10X method. And I used to help people calculate how to work 10 times harder to get what you want. I used to be like, okay, let's look at your, let's look at your schedule. How many hours did you work this week? Okay, well, what would it look like if you 10X that? What would you, it look like if you work 10 times harder? But you know what? That might work for Grant Cardone. And there is a whole group of people who follow him and love him. And that works for them. And that's what's okay. I am not a person who can 10X myself into success. And I don't believe that anyone is if it's not God's will for your life. The answer, actually, I feel really sad that the devil has tricked so many people because the devil will tell you if you want it, work harder. You can have anything you want if you work hard for it. Work harder, sacrifice more. You can do it. You can get it. Sacrifice more and work harder. But God and the word says, do less, walk by faith, listen to me, don't be distracted, be still and know that I am God, walk through the valley, fear no evil for I am with you. He tells you to slow down, listen to him 
and allow him to do it. Do you, have you ever, okay, if you've, if you've had a business before, have you ever just gotten a sale randomly where you're like, oh my gosh, this person just like messaged me and said that they wanted to buy this. Maybe it was a repeat customer or a, a brand new customer. Even now, not being in my company, I still get messages from people that are like, hey, can I order hemp oil? And I'm like, oh, well, you obviously haven't seen, but I haven't done that since August. Like I don't even do it, but the sales are still coming in. And I've said this before from the work that I've done, the momentum that I was there, they just kept, you know, coming in, but really sales come in when you're not looking, when you're doing exactly what God wants you to do. And you're showing up and being present in the moment and in the season that he wants you in learning what he wants you right now. He might be trying to teach you to love your body. Right now, he might be trying to teach you to slow down. Right now, he might be able to try to teach you to stop worrying about your past. He might want you to hear and learn to discern the voice of God. He might have you in a season where he wants you to learn how to raise your kids in him. There's, we're all in different seasons. We're all being talked to about different things from God, depending on where we are in our walk through that valley. Or maybe you're out of the valley and you're still walking through it. But just know that God is speaking to you and you just might not hear him. He's there and he's speaking. And if you can't hear him, it's because you're not listening and because you're distracted and you're, you're flailing around, not listening to what he has to tell you. And what he wants you to learn is what's holding you back. It's what's blocking the blessing from more. You're praying for more abundance, more money, more success, more clarity. That was something I prayed for all the time. Like, just tell me the plan. Tell me the flipping plan. Like, I need to see it. I need to see, like, what are the steps? Where am I going to be? How is this going to come together? And I needed to know because my natural controllingness inside of me wanted to know. I'm impatient and I'm a control freak. Tell me what we're doing. I can't do this whole, I don't know what I'm doing. Even my day, my kids are not like that. They wake up and they're like, what are we doing today? We had to make a whole entire calendar on the fridge outlining every single thing that every single person was doing so that everyone could see it at all times. So they knew when they woke up, like, this is exactly what we're doing every single day, because I created these control freak children who also need to know the plan. And it drives me nuts, but I'm like, how does it make God feel? <laughs> you know, God's like, you don't need to know the whole plan. I'm not working on your schedule. I'm working on my schedule. You can make a schedule and you can say, I'm going to rank up in X months, or I'm going to sell X amount of courses, or my book's going to be done in X amount of time, or, you know, I'm going to build my life back together in the next six months, or we have these schedules, but God's like, I don't care about your schedule. We're not on your schedule. We're on my schedule. And yet we're asking on one side of our mouth for God to help us and lead us and guide us and give us clarity, help me to see the puzzle, show up in my life, be with me, speak to me, lead me, guide me, help me, grow me. And the other side, we're like, this is the schedule. This is what we're doing. I am going to work harder because I'm going to get us to where we're going. God's like, I thought you didn't know what we were doing. And now you're trying to do it over here. Like it's what you want. It's not about what we want. And that's why when we create our own vision, for our lives with vision boards. And, and this is why some people, because when I started getting into this, I had a lot of Christians that were like, that is not biblical. Nope. That is not biblical. That is not good. My mom, one of them against vision boards, 
against manifestation, against all of these things. And she's like, absolutely not. And when I was like, okay, I'm going to learn this for myself and I'm going to see what this is for myself. And as I learned and I read and I studied and I prayed and what I learned really what vision boards, why vision boards are bad to people, like why they feel like they're unbiblical and ungodly is because you're thinking of your visions and your things that you are going to, to work hard for. We make these boards and put these pictures on them so you can stare at your dream car. You can stare at your dream vacation. You can stare at your dream kitchen and it motivates you to work harder and to keep going. That is not biblical. That is not good and that is not healthy. And I still have my vision board up over here because I like to look at it and know where I've come from. I no longer feel motivated towards those things. And I no longer feel like they're my visions. They're just like little like extra things that would be really cool if I had. And I can't wait because I've already achieved some things on this board. God has achieved them that I can't wait until we have the boat that's on here because my husband wants it so bad. And I can't wait until we're actually in it. And just to think like we've come so far Remember when we didn't even own a boat at all. And now we have this boat we love. Like, I love it to see how far I've come. It no longer drives me and motivates me. Actually, most of it's covered up by this huge safe that my husband had to have in here. And it was a really big fight when I was going in here. I'm like, absolutely not. And then when I found out the whole side of it was magnetic and it was right next to my desk, I was like, okay, all right, fine. I can stay. This is great. This is convenient. I like this. <laughs> so it worked out, but a vision board, if you're going to make a vision board, a real vision board, I've been wanting to actually do this, write the visions of God, the visions that you've received from God. And you might have, and I don't know if this is biblical and I need to study this and I need to look into this. And if any of you guys know that are on here, please put it in the chat. Um, I feel like God has been telling me this because it's not my idea. And every time I ask God, this is the answer I get, but I never have dreams of God. I want dreams so bad. I want to dream of God. I want to dream of heaven. I want God to show himself to me in my dream and talk to me and to tell me like these people in the Bible that have had these dreams, I want them so bad. And every time that I pray that God comes to me in a dream, he says, I gave you visions. And so I don't know if it's, if it's biblical, like, can you have both? Can you not have both? But I have visions all the time. Not like you guys remember, some of you might remember this. Do you remember That's So Raven from the Disney Channel, who was like a psychic and she would get these visions and she would like, like stare off into space and would like see something happening. No, I don't have visions like that. And I'm not claiming to be psychic and seeing into the future in any way. But I, I just know things and I, I see things and I know that they're going to happen. And I don't know how it's going to happen. Like the one thing that I see is I know that I'm going to be on stage speaking to like 20, 30,000 people. I don't know how that's going to happen. That scares the crap out of me, but I just know that that is going to happen. Like I know it, I know it, I know it, I know it. And it's not because I want it. Some of these things are things that I'm like, I don't, I don't really want that. Another vision I have is working in a building I know exactly what the building looks like. It is on the second story. We're in a city. It's a brick building, black windows outlined, exposed brick, very open concept. 
It's so cute in there. I can feel the vibe. I can feel the energy. We are all there. We're creating something. I'm with a bunch of people that I love. We're creating something. And that's literally all I know. And I don't even want to go back to work. So I'm like, I hope I don't work there. I hope I'm the owner there because I don't want to work there. Uh, no, I am. In my vision, I'm like, people are like looking at me, like, what are we building? What are we doing next? Like, and I'm with all my people that I love and I'm connected to soulfully and we're doing something bigger, but I don't, I don't know what that is. And some people, when I meet, when I meet them and I hug them or I shake their hand, I can literally just see this like greatness over them. And they tell me a story and I'm like, I can see it. I know it's going to happen. I know it. I, I can tell, I can see it. And I don't feel that way with everyone. And so I pray for dreams but God gives me these visions and it's almost like he's always telling me like, when is it going to be enough? Like, is it ever going to be enough? It, like, is it ever going to be enough? I pray every day. And if you've purchased my course, you now have my list of prayers that I pray. And I pray these every single day. I recite them and I pray them. And I don't just go down the list. I never even had a list until I had to sit down and make that for you guys. I literally just have them in my mind. There are things in my heart. There are things that I want. Lord, help me make a bigger impact. Bring people to me, magnetize people to me. My people that are going to get me and that I get and who get you, like bring us all together in a triangle, like just like we're together and we all feel it and we know it and, and we're here and allow me the privilege to speak to more people. But why does it have to be more people? Why does it have to be more people? Why is, why is 10 people not enough? Why is, so, okay, here's the thing. And this is why it's like, it's never going to be enough because we just want more, 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 more. You think money's gonna fix it? It won't. When you're making 10,000 a month, you're gonna want 20. When you're making 20, you're like, no, Taryn, you don't understand. If I was making 10,000 a month, I would be happy. You say that and you might really believe that. But so did I. And when I got it, I was like, we need more. 10 is not enough. And then when it was 15, that's not enough. We need 20. And when 20 was enough, we need 25. And when I made 25, I need 35. And when I made $35,000 in a month, I was like, how much do you have to make a month to be a millionaire? That's what I want to make. And it no longer was about the feeling and what I was doing. It was about what I thought it was going to make, like get me. And it didn't get me there. I wanted to feel successful. I wanted to feel like I made it. I wanted to, like, I remember being in those companies. If you've been in the network marketing world, if you've been to a convention, you know what I'm talking about. If you don't just think like 10,000 people for some of these conventions, like my first one, I was at the MGM in Vegas, which is where I'm going to speak at, by the way, God told me that I will speak at MGM in Vegas about whatever. I don't even know what it is yet, but I will be there. And when I was there, that's when God spoke that to me. Les Brown was on stage. He was talking and God, I was in a very low point in my life and I was about to divorce my husband. We had been going through a almost divorce for nine months and it was the final end. I couldn't wait to get away from him. I couldn't wait to go to this company's convention, be with my friends, get away from him. I couldn't stand him. And while I was there, Les Brown was talking. He told me that there was something more for me. He broke my spirit and I walked out in the middle of Les Brown and I called my husband bawling, telling him, I'm sorry, telling him, I don't know what's been happening. And all I wanted to do was go home. And from that moment, our marriage was changed. We came home. 
We restored our marriage better than it had ever, 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 ever been. God did that. So that is why I'm passionate about marriages and I'm passionate about relationships because God can restore it. He did it to me. He can do it to you. He did it with my dad. He can do it with your dad. He can do it with your mom. He can do it with your son, with your daughter. He can restore these relationships. We can't. We think that this is impossible or that we're never going to get over this hurt or we're never going to get over this agony, but we will through God. God wants you to turn to him and come to him. But while I was at these conventions, I was sitting at the very top of the 10,000 and all these jewels is what they were called in this company sat at the main floor and all those guys were making over $10,000 a month. And I just was like, I can't wait until I'm up there. I'm going to be sitting right there. And then during a break, I ran down there and on the back of all their seat covers, it said their rank and the highest rank in that company was diamond. And so I picked it up and I held it and I had someone take my picture because I was like, when I'm a diamond, this is the picture I'm going to post. Like, look who made it. And I wanted to be a part of that so bad. And there's so many people at those conventions and it's so hype and it's so exciting. And then when I made it, to that level in my other company. I, I left that company, went to a different level, made it to the top in a couple of months. I never felt successful. I never felt successful. And that might be shocking to some people hearing that. Like, I felt like you were successful. Like, how did you not feel like you were successful? I was successful. I was teaching on the stage at conventions. I was in the lineup. I was on the, like, that, that means you made it. Like they're asking you to speak at the convention. There's 10 other speakers. Like that pretty much is, you made it there. And my husband and I were presented big checks and big rings and, and I never felt successful. I never felt like I was enough. I never felt like I, I made it. I didn't make it. I needed more. I wasn't as high of a level as that other person. I wasn't the very top earner. I wasn't the number one recruiter. I didn't have the most people on my team at the convention. I, there was always something that needed to be more and it was never enough. And it created this perfection in me of it needs to be better. It needs to be more. It needs to be more. And that's what the world tells us, but it doesn't need to be more. You need to figure out what that hole is, that gap that you're missing. Like, what are you, what are you trying to fill that with success? Like, what really should be there? And for me, it was abandonment from my dad, it was the approval of others because I mean, when your parent leaves you and abandons you, your own parent, that really messes with your head. And 99% of the time, we all are acting like the way we are because of what happened back then. And you just sweep it under the rug, it's no big deal but you are the way you are because of how you were raised, because of what you grew up in, because what you experienced. Now, can you change that? 100%. Can you come from a broken, messed up, drug, abuse, everything family, and you totally never drink in your life, never smoke, never do that. You go the opposite way. You change your life like Tony Robbins, terrible, terrible, terrible life, homeless, his mom with different men all the time, abused, he was locked up. He was chained up. He, all of these things that he went through and he now helps people change their life and come out of that. You can do that. Oprah, same thing. Oprah, bad upbringing, 
screwed up family came out. Look at her. Childhood trauma is very real. Yes, Tracy. Thank you for saying that. It is very real. And you might not be super messed up. Like maybe you didn't go through traumatic experiences or anything like super severe. But if your mom was always taking diet pills and was always talking about how she felt fat, even though she was skinny, that's messed up the way that you look at your body and your relationship with food. 100%. That is what happened with me. And that messed with me. And so if you're abandoned, you have trauma, you have all these things, you have responses that your flesh is trying to do. So now I want the approval of other people all the time because I don't want people to leave me. I want people to come to me, which how ironic, same prayer I'm praying for now. God, bring more people to me. Bring me more people. Bring me more people that are going to praise me and approve of me. That's what it was in the beginning. And then I realized I don't need more people. It's not more, 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 more. It's, it's what you're doing here. I don't need, I don't need to make a million dollars to feel successful. I need to make no dollars and feel successful. I need to feel good in myself. Not when people are praising me and telling me how great I am. Tracy says, uh, my husband was abused by his dad and his dad is a drunk. His mom's on drugs, always with new guys in the house. My husband has never drank and he's a wonderful husband and father. Perfect example. Praise the Lord. You can come out of it. And people who do like that, who come out of it like that, I just think God must have such a plan for you and, and such a plan for your life. I love seeing the plan that God has on people's lives because you guys can't see it in yourself, but I can see it. And when you tell me your stories, I can see what you've already had to overcome, what you have already overcome what you have already went through and healed through, I can see how strong you are and I can see how the devil has tried to tear you down because he is scared to death of you. He is. I have on my window right here, the devil lets the sleeping dog lie. If, if you're not a threat to him, he's not gonna mess with you. Like pff, she doesn't talk about God. She doesn't do anything. She's not stepping into her calling. She's not trying to make an impact and change the world. Like, I don't care. Like, leave her alone. She's fine. But if the devil's on to you, it's because he knows how powerful you are through Christ. He knows how chosen you are. He knows how anointed you are. And he's like, I need to get her not to think that because I'm not going to have her carry out her plan because we are already victorious over the devil. We have already defeated darkness through Christ. We have done it. All you have to do though, is believe it. Believe that the devil can't get you because you're God's. If you don't believe it, that's when he gets you. You have to believe it. And that's why your belief is so important because if you do not believe in yourself or you do not believe in your healing, you won't be healed. The text that I sent to my spiritual friend she said, you have to believe in being well. Do you want to be well? And guess what? I knew I learned all of that before I even learned that Jesus said that in the Bible. He said that in the Bible. Do you want to be well? Do you want to be healed? Do you? Because you have to want to in order to have been healed. And so when I texted her, I didn't think that I could be healed. And she said, if you believe that you can be healed and restored, you will be. 
And I believed it. And it was the exact same day that I experienced God in my bathroom. It was right before I sent her that text. She said, you have to believe it. You have to want it. And I just was like, Lord, I, okay, I want it. I want to be healed. I want it. I'm ready to change. I'll do whatever it takes. And my dad praise report is that he accepted Christ into his life over the last week and has had a spiritual awakening and called me and told me all of these amazing things. He was just crying and he was just so on fire and so joyful. And he was like, I've changed. Like I'm different. I'm changed. I, I I'm seeing things through new eyes. I feel alive. I feel so happy. Like, why am I so happy? And his mental health is gone and his problems are gone and his addiction. I'm not saying they're gone forever. I'm not saying the devil isn't going to try to turn around and snatch him back because the devil does try to do that. You need to plug into a church. You need to plug into a community. You need to get safe. If you're a sheep out there by yourself, the wolf is going to grab you. If you're in the herd, the wolf isn't going to come to you because there's too many of you. A wolf is stronger than one sheep, but he's not stronger than a hundred sheep. And that's why I love these morning calls because we are sheep coming together in a herd to protect, to know that we're not going to be taken down by the devil. We're not going to be destroyed. We are his. We have to believe in being well, though. Believe in being well. Believe in being healed. Believe that you are chosen. Believe that you are here listening to this for a reason. I've prayed for you to hear this. There's a billion people on Instagram and you're here. I prayed for you to be here. That is how special you are. That is how chosen you are. And if you believe in that and you tell God you believe in that and you start working towards that, you will watch your whole life unravel in the best way possible, regardless of circumstances, you will feel on fire. You will feel purposeful. You will literally feel like the Holy Spirit tornado whirling inside of you. And all of your dreams are coming true. All the things you wanted are coming true. You'll realize that money wasn't actually what you wanted. It was security in God. It was fulfillment in God, that hole that you have in your heart, in your soul, that you're trying to drink to fill it. You're trying to smoke to fill it. You're trying to party to fill it. You're trying to be with different men to fill it. You're trying to do all these things. I want to tell you the only thing that's going to fill that is Christ is saying, I am ready for this. And you watch, you will experience it. You will that you will experience it. And when you experience it, I want you to tell me your story because I want to hear your story. I want to hear what your goals are, what your visions are. Message me on Instagram. It is my favorite thing ever. When my phone goes off, my little Instagram, and I click and I look and it's someone sending a message telling me how their life is amazing and what they're doing in Christ. I love it. I love it more than anything. So please send me your praises and send me your testimonies and send me your stories because that is what changes the world. People need to know that you're not just born into this perfect family where everything's great. You grow up, you have a relationship with God and you are famous. Like that's not what it's like. We're born out of brokenness. We're born out of sin. We're born out of struggle. We all are overcomers. We all have had to do this. The only reason why you feel like you're alone is because the devil wants you to think you're alone. You're not, we're all the same. All of us are the same. I am the same as you. The only difference is that I've believed in myself longer than you've believed in yourself. That's it. That's the only difference. I've been believing in myself for seven years that I was going to do something incredible. And that's the only reason why I'm here right now is because I believed what God said. And then I listened to God. 
So don't let anyone steal your belief, especially family members, because they don't try to cut you down, but they don't understand it's not their vision of their life. It's your vision of your life. God gave it to you. Maybe it's not time to share yet. Maybe it's not time to run around and tell people because they're going to distinguish it. They're going to tell you that it's not ready. They're going to tell you that that's crazy. They're going to tell you that it's not going to work. And all you need is one person with a fire extinguisher to blow out your flame. And you're like, okay, well, I don't know. And that's it. So don't let anyone extinguish you. Put that guard up and keep your dreams and your visions safe and ask God to give you more and ask God for guidance throughout your day to co-create your life, especially if you don't know what that means or you don't even know how to do it. Like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. So you're going to have to take the reins on this because I have no clue. Like I have no clue. And that's literally how it starts. It's just by saying that slow down, listen to God and then move. Okay. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. I'm sorry that this was long. I had no idea what God was going to deliver to us. And I'm so glad that he was here in this call. You are listening to this on purpose because I was on my knees yesterday praying for people to hear this. And if you're on the recording, you even more because you just like randomly clicked on it. And here you are, you could have watched all 47 recordings and you clicked on this one, but God has something big for you in store. And we need you to believe it and step up because we need more people in our army to fight off darkness to raise the tide. We need more people up here. This is where we're at. So have a phenomenal weekend. I love you. I believe in you. Thank you for being here and listening to me. It's a privilege to be able to speak to you and I will see you back here on Monday. Okay. Love you. Bye. Thank you for listening and spending your morning with me. I pray that God blesses your day and that he helps you to see the calling that is on your life. Lord, help us to be obedient to what you've called us to do help us to walk in our day side by side with you and link with your power instead of trying to do it on our own we know we cannot do this on our own although we try please continue to help us and continue to lead us and guide us we love you so much in jesus's holy name amen have a blessed day thanks for being here Oh, and don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Taryn Sarconi so that you can grow with me and you can learn how to get out of the valley, how to stay out of the valley and exactly what to do to have the best life ever in 2022.